Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. Today we will be discussing Loki episode 5, but before we do, we have our usual spoiler warning. As always guys, if you haven't watched the episode, please turn us off for the time being. Go watch it and then turn us back on. We don't want anyone to have anything spoiled for them, and we don't want to be responsible for the ones who spoil it. So make sure you watch the episode before you do absolutely anything else, and then come back and listen to the podcast. Alright, episode 5. Katie, what what did you think? Okay, I loved it. There was enough happening for me. There was a lot of action. I thought it was cool to see a lot of the different Lokis. It definitely felt like a lead-up episode, which, obviously, but it didn't have that slowness that I think, like, we saw in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for example. Mm-hmm. That episode was a little slow. Episode 5, you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, to prepare for it, for, for episode 6, which I think was great in the end, but uh, I definitely, this one was where it needed to be. And I was here for it. And I didn't want it to end, and I knew it would end exactly where it was going to end, and then it did. (laughs) Yeah, I got an obnoxious amount of joy from the different Loki variants. Like, but I will say, like, they trolled us so hard with President Loki. Like, he He deserved more screen time. In so many of the promotional, like, trailers and images, and I was like, our variant Loki, like, the one we've been following this whole time, he's gonna be President Loki, like, I straight up told you guys that a few, like, last episode, and here he's some other variant who's on for, like, two minutes and then gets his hand bitten off by scene-stealer alligator Loki. Well, wait, you know, wait, let's just kind of rewind. Let's just talk about the fact that it was not New York. Yeah, it was a lot. It was- Which, (laughs) Which we were literally wrong about since day one. Yeah. That we sat there and we were like, what? New York? We had so many theories running for it. And it wasn't New York at all. Yeah. So, I will say, not great on us. But I would like to point out that my timeline wastebasket theory was pretty spot on to what was actually happening. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it was definitely accurate. I And I definitely, I, I'm not surprised. Because I think we were also talking about the idea that, you know, there might be multiples and now i think we were able to get that answer that there isn't there's just one essentially and one cosmic there just happens to be a lot of loki's because as the loki's themselves even point out they survive and there also tends to be a lot of loki's alive to also point out can we talk about the thing that had us freaking when kid loki revealed his nexus moment which was killing thor yeah i I was so shook to my core for like honestly, five I would that after was that. a lot. That like came out of nowhere. And they just like he was like, I killed Thor and then they moved on. And I was like, No, I'm not like done processing this yet. Like, like that was a lot. Cause and- I genuinely believe starting in Thor one all the way up through Infinity War, which includes up to a point this particular Loki. Mm-hmm. I could not see that Loki killing his brother. Like, yes, in Thor 1, he hates him, and he's angry. But I but still I- don't... 
I think he hates Odin more. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think a lot of that comes down to the way that Odin parented them because, you know, Thor... The only difference with Thor is that Thor loved his brother no matter what. Yeah. You know, so it was never to him a competition. It was never anything. Um, Yeah, he was very into himself in the first Thor and who he was going to be, but he loved his brother. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's... I think it was always hard for Loki to fully blame Thor a lot more because Thor didn't even know that Loki had these feelings. Like, he didn't understand. And, I mean, with Loki becoming or finding out that he was a frost giant, I mean, that just, that was But, again, that's not something that Thor knew. Like, that's that's something that Odin hid from him his entire life. But that's what I mean. That's another thing against Odin. So I definitely think that that was really shocking. So I kind of wonder what came before that. Yeah, like what? Because even despite everything that happened, like the brothers ended up being incredibly close. Like once they lost both of their parents, I think slowly they began to reform their relationship as their adult selves and like past some of their like childhood rivalries and like were able to get over some of what happened to them as, you know, their upbringing. Even this Loki, I mean, he just tried to take over New York. Him and his brother just got into a huge fight on top of Stark Tower. And, you know, he even was talking about when he pretended to be D.B. Cooper and how him and Thor had, he lost a bet. Like, he speaks fondly of his brother. Yeah. And And, I I mean, you even saw that when, when he was watching the, the tape of his life, the life that he hadn't yet lived, that he had stepped on the timeline for, or off the timeline for. And you saw when he saw those moments of reconciliation with Thor how genuinely happy that made him that he and his brother had found a way to overcome right. their differences and become well, true brothers again. And now the reason the kid Loki is so critical to talk about and to understand is because he might be in the Young Avengers and he's rumored to be so. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why understanding his background is going to be really important just because we might be able to explore that a little more. So I think that would be interesting. But also, I mean, then it begs the question, how the heck is he going to get out of there? Right. He doesn't want to leave. Just, just this is you know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but you bringing up the Young Avengers made me think like, what if he meets grown up Thor? Like, will he feel remorse at having killed the brother he knew and who hadn't had that chance to grow as as a person the way that we've watched Thor go from like a really you know into himself yeah, jerk face? Like, knew. let's be real, Thor was a jerk. Like and at the, the beginning. First Thor. At the at the beginning of the first movie, but like he becomes the ever character since he's we a love. golden retriever and we adore him. Yeah, but like killing his brother, Kid Loki, killing his brother never allowed his brother to mature into that person. So I wonder, should he meet like the adult version of his brother that survived? Like, what would that actually look like? Yeah, and would that create regret? No, I definitely think that would be interesting. And, and you know, I think we will have crossover. I just hope that Thor's included because. Thor's gonna be off who knows where. We don't know what Love and Thunder is gonna bring us for sure, where it's gonna bring us. And, you know, we obviously know Hawkeye's training Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. So. Ms. Marvel has her own show. We've yeah. seen the twins. So we know there's been crossover already and how these characters are coming about. And obviously now we see Kid Loki with Loki, but I would like to see him with Thor. Yeah. I think it would be fun. Yeah. But to how he gets off of there, well, are they we'll going to destroy the TVA? Six. That's the good. Yeah. Like, are we in episode six going to see the end of the TVA or are we going to see, I think, what are we going to see here? I think that this is the first time that they're going to, like, we've talked about this before, how they're good at wrapping up the main plot line of the show, yeah. yet leaving some threads 
even with the movies, they do this. It's leaving some threads for us to ponder on for other franchises or the future of this franchise, whatever it might be. I think this is the first time they're going to leave us hanging. And I'm just thinking, you know, if you're going to, and we'll get to our theories about who this might be, who's actually leading the TVA, but just to throw one out there that I know is my personal front runner right now, you have Kang the Conqueror. Well, we know he's in another movie, so you can't defeat him now. Well, I'm not saying defeat him. I'm just trying to under. But I'm saying like replace him. You can't replace him from the TVA unless that's, but that's the impetus not the for plan that they. That's not what they want. They want just the TVA to be taken down. Right, but it's almost hasn't it been confirmed that the TVA is in future Marvel properties, or is that just a rumor? I don't know about it being confirmed at all. And to be fair, you can take down the TVA for what it stands for now. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to completely dismantle it. Because to be fair, all those people who are working there, at least the majority of them are all variants. So the biggest step is getting everyone to know the truth. And it's like, from there, what do you do? Yeah. Well, I would have to think, I'm going to walk back my previous statement. The TVA has to be weakened to the point where the multiverse is open. Because this is the last property that I can see them opening the multiverse before Spider-Man. Obviously, Black Widow's not going to do it. I don't think that Ch- Shang-Chi is going to do it. Wouldn't it be funny it. if they just, like, in an end credit scene, Black Widow just were like, here's the multiverse. Bye! <laughs> I honestly like, think I would throw whatever drink I had at the freaking movie theater. I think, well, I will have drink my Coke slushy, but I will angrily I'll get up. I'll throw <laughs> an M&M box or something. Like, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I mean, I'll be pretty intrigued to understand what happens here, because if it is Kang, I mean, if you take him out of power, does the TVA in itself fall apart? Like, what? Because yeah. he, I guess, is the person who essentially is like, kind of putting the timeline together. It's so, not even that he's putting the timeline together, really. It's that he's, he's deciding keep, what yeah, happens. Yeah, I guess that's more, but that's more what I was trying to say. I just, not the right words, I suppose. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if he's the one deciding what happened, but then, I don't know. Are we going to see the multiverse close? Or are we going to keep it open? Like, is that what we're going to see in Multiverse of Madness? Is that, like, the end of the movie, everyone's all go happy because they closed the multiverse? Or, like, is it going to stay open? I mean, the multiverse is their way of bringing back characters. So they're not going to lose that opportunity because they've killed off or aged half of their original Avengers. Yeah. So there's no way they're going to do that. If the actors are still willing to play the character, they're not going to do that. Yeah, so I just am wondering, because it's like we're all excited about the lead-up, but to be fair, we thought WandaVision was going to open this multiverse, and it hasn't been opened yet. Yeah, and but now I just we're sitting we're here. Running out of time that's what I mean. Properties. That's what I'm saying. The lead up for it, you know, we've been waiting for this thing forever. Yeah, and like six months. Well, longer than that. Well, even, I just mean like even since Wandavision started, well, it's been right. six months. But we just were hoping. Like, I mean, we've been talking about the multiverse forever. Like probably since the latter half of the the original 10 years to be honest there's always been rumor about it there's always been talk about the three spider-men there's always been all that so i think it's you know the talk is here and now it's like okay where's like where is it (laughs) because to your point we are running out of where it could possibly come in because i can't i think it would overshadow shang chi if they were to do it in his movie it would and sure. I don't think they want to And do I don't that. really know how you'd fully tie that in. I mean, I don't know enough about the character quite yet to But do I don't that. think it's mystical enough to... Ooh, I don't know about that. To open the multiverse, though? Because, I mean, you literally have Wanda, who has done it. <laughs> 
You know, like, she's the whole thing with the mutants. She would have been primed to bring all that stuff in. Who's to say she's not going to in the movie? Yeah, but they (laughs) didn't do it in WandaVision when they could have brought in with Evan Peters. So, yeah, I know, we don't want to talk about it. But uh, my point is For those of you who can't see us, which is our whole audience, there was a real sad face made there. But my point just being, you know, that was, like, such a highlighted time. You're not gonna... I'll be really mad if they do it at the beginning of Spider-Man. If somehow that's how they explain. I, I, I will be angry. I don't think they will. I don't. I think there's too much going on in the Spider-Man franchise to do that without it already being set up for him. Like, Well, that's what I mean. They just unmasked him. So I think it has to come in in Loki. I think it has to. And I think, I wonder if they don't necessarily kill Kang, but they drive him away from where he is because he is keeping, whether or not he's keeping good order or not, he is keeping some sort of order to the timeline. And by him being driven away from his little, like, outpost, it opens and it is forced open because there's now no one controlling the fact that Well, yeah, and without the, the might of the TVA behind him, any... any Mobius is going to sit there and take all the people. He's going to take them out from the inside with yeah. B-15. Yeah. So, and it would make sense, truly, if it were Kang because Judge R.R. is loyal to the hilt even though she doesn't even know She's pathetic. She oh, who she is. had me angry. I thought she was going to have, like, a John Walker moment, and I'm sorry I just cursed on this podcast, but... I thought she was going to possibly have his moment where he, like, came back in episode six. And you're kind of almost, like, I begrudgingly like you. Yeah, even though you totally just kind of murdered a dude in, like, cold blood, no matter what the cause of it was, and you put blood on the shield. But anyway, um, and he kind of like, okay, but, like, I could see it. Okay, he's at least trying to be a hero. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, like. And then he becomes part of, like, the Dark Avengers. Yeah, so I was, like, I was here for it, and I was, like, okay, cool. But, like, I thought she was going to have a redeeming moment for a second there, and then she shot that down. And this girl's pathetically loyal to this thing or being or not even a thing or being. Who lied to her. And, yeah. She and also, been... who does she think she's not a variant? She clearly has to be. Like, did it ever occur oh, to her that she's not a variant? it didn't even occur to me. Where does she think she came from? I guess I always assumed that there was just, like, remember how we always talked about there being, like, a core group that knew more than everyone else? She clearly is not in that group. Well, I, but I kind of just assumed that with that, it meant she, like, I don't know, wasn't a variant or something. But I think she was. I mean, how else would you explain it? I mean, at this point, there was then, also a judge she's before in her. Straight denial, and she doesn't know the beginnings of the TVA, so she's in just straight denial. Yeah, girl needs help. Like I like, said, like a real intensive outpatient. Inpatient she's also essentially experience. going to have Sylvie sit there and try and do all the dirty work, and she's going to come in and swoop in, yeah, and be like Kang, I love you, or whoever, because we don't know it's Kang yet. But like. I really... Yeah, but you can never sit there and get so short because we also sat there and we were like, oh my god, Evan Peters is Quicksilver and they just opened the multiverse. And then it was like, no. Okay, but (laughs) I feel really, really good. We felt really good about that, too. But, like, really, really good. But we felt really, really good about that, too. This feels different. Does it? It does. It does to me. It always feels different to you. Because think about it this way. At the very least, like, we never had any confirmation of Mephisto in a future property. So... Maybe it's Mephisto. But at least we have confirmation that Kang is in another property. And now you're playing with time, which ties into the quantum realm, which ties into Ant-Man. How? Because time moves differently in the quantum realm. The quantum realm, and that's how they time traveled the last time. Yeah, but I don't understand it, and I still don't. (laughs) I'm not saying I do. All I know is that there's, like, a tie there. But anyway, so I just feel like... 
Maybe he dives into the quantum realm. Maybe he escapes into the quantum realm. That's what I mean. He dives into it. Oh, I thought you said he dies into <laughs> no. the quantum realm. Like, no. they, like, stabbed him and then he fell into the quantum no. realm. I was like, I'm thankful that you are now repeating exactly <laughs> what I just said. Interesting. Sorry. Yeah, I literally was like, okay. Because that, I mean, that would make sense. To escape. Yeah. And then and that. Then who's who's in the quantum realm just chilling? Well, exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, then you and then you leave. The only person who was somewhat keeping the timelines constructed, now he's gone, so now, boom, multiverse. Solved everyone's problems. And we brought Andrew Garfield. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire. But more importantly, Tobey Maguire. Um, I'm gonna say Andrew Garfield. Oh my god, that is such an unpopular opinion. I okay, need to, like, and you know what? Back. My stands on Twitter have actually brought the popular opinion to be Andrew Garfield, and I am thankful I for that. I I am thankful for that because, to be fair, you grew up more on Tobey Maguire versus I grew up more on Andrew Garfield. To be fair. This is the difference that three years makes and it's incredibly important. Yeah, because the first Spider-Man movie I remember seeing that wasn't like a snippet of Tobey Maguire was Andrew Garfield's. I was obsessed. I remember seeing it in theaters. That was, was one of the first obsessed ones. with the Tobey Maguire trilogy I've I've seen them all. But I don't, I remember snippets of it from, like, before, but I remember the first movie I watched fully was Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Had a really good soundtrack, though. I will give it that. Um, I don't, I think it just had bad writing. I think the worst of it was bad writing. I mean, freaking Andrew Garfield is, like, one of, the, he's a great actor. So is Emma, what's her face? Is, it, is Emma that Stone. Emma Stone? Yeah. I always get the Emma's confused. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of them. And they're, like, all both great actors and actresses and have, I mean, he at least has many awards. I don't really, or I have been nominated at least for them. I don't know about her as much. I just don't know her. Is Emma Stone the one from? She was in Help or whatever. What's that movie? Get the Help. She was in she the, the Help. one from La La Land. Is that her? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I never watched it. Couldn't I, tell you. I don't. I don't really. I feel like it might have been, but she was in uh, one with yeah, Ryan I, Gosling. That's that's La La Land. No, she's been in two then with Ryan and, Gosling. Um, <laughs> Oh, because she was in one with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Crazy Stupid Love, right? Sure. I think it's Crazy Stupid Love. I don't fully know. It's like a, it's an ensemble movie. Either way, they were both great actors and actresses. I truly think the writing just sucked because he was, he also had the best suit. It was a really poor comic book adaption. So, yeah, it was. It was. But that's because when left to its own devices and without Sam Raimi's help, who is a true, true believer I mean, Sony, what are you doing? <laughs> well, to be fair, like, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man kind of dropped off, too. Like, by the third one, you were like, what is going on? Yeah, Sam, we all know what your foibles were with the last one. They've been well documented. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, moving forward off of that, because we got a little distracted. I think that that would have to be the moment, because, like I said, we literally, like, if, people, Loki. if people don't want, understand this, we don't have dates yet for any TV shows, so you have to think... We essentially knowledgeably can say, and 100% say it, we have two movies until Spider-Man. Yeah. And even if, so there are a couple of shows that are rumored to be slated for 2021. We've talked about this. It's Hawkeye, potentially Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. None of these are... None of them have dates. That, but also, even if they were to come out, say, October, which is, you know, far enough away that I feel like they could announce it and it would be fine. Yeah. But there's no way they're gonna do that right not before. They're mystical no. enough or magical enough 
I'm talking in the vein of a Wanda, Doctor Strange, and Loki, they don't have those types of powers. They yeah. have science-based or they're archers with no Well, power. and we already know Hawkeye's gonna wrap into the Black Widow movie, so I would see no purpose for it to try and wrap into what, what we're gonna see with the multiverse. Yeah. So this really, all this to say, this is it, folks. Next week, it's finally coming. We are points on the board, we're putting it down, this is what's happening. Because it has to. Or it happens in an end credit scene. And I don't think that does the multiverse justice. No, it's too, too big. Although I will say, I know we say it's too big to do in an end credit, but let's talk about some of the end credits that they've done. They introduced Thanos But to be fair, no one knew who the heck he was. And I think this is very different because how are you going to, like, properly introduce something as big as the multiverse? Like, introducing a villain is one thing. This is the multiverse. Like, the only thing I could think they do is, like, randomly, Tobey Maguire shows up on my screen. (laughs) Like, but then, then you sit there and it's like, well, what caused this? You know what I mean? There's just too much that you need to be able to put into it. I need a straight up scene of one of those screens of the TVA with all of the branches red. Well, and you know what? That's what I wonder if they see Kang. We're going to run with the Kang theory. <coughs> if they see Kang and they are, like I said, maybe he dives into the quantum realm to escape, whatever that explains. He doesn't die in the quantum realm. Every time realm. you say it, I hear, I hear die in the quantum I don't know realm. why. Like, get your ears fixed because there is a V in there. But, and that would explain how he ends up in the in Ant-Man. And then, you know, like I said, there's no one controlling the time and figuring out how the time is going, whether it's correct or not, then things kind of redline. That yeah. would make the most sense to me. What do you, could you see the last scene of Loki being just a shot of a redlining temp pad? That's all I want. That's honestly. That would be it. Then I'd be like, okay. Boom, it's here. I'm ready. Bring it. Bring it on. Like, that's all I want. I don't care what I, that, that's fine. That would be the last scene. I don't care. That could no, be. No, I'm, I'm, that with could be you. like an end credit scene. I don't care. I'm talking about that being like in a perfect world. That's my last scene of Loki. Yeah. For season one. Well, um, actually, now that I said about end credit scenes, why the heck did we not have one? That hurt me deeply. I was upset. And you know what? We sat there and tried to make sure it wasn't a joke. And <laughs> I checked like three times. And we truly didn't have an end credit scene, so I'm a little thrown off, and I wonder if that is because something big is really happening yeah. in episode I six. do like, though, like, as frustrated as I was as a fan, as, so, like, just taking a step back and analyzing it, I like how Marvel never lets us get comfortable. Like... No, for sure. You know, we've kind of been like, okay, these last few episodes, like, you know, we know it's not really over, like, there's an end credit scene, and then we were comfortable thinking, you know, you even said to me, like, oh, I wonder what today's end credit scene is yeah. gonna be. And then there wasn't one, like, they're yeah. never letting us get quite comfortable. Well, I, I truly believe, it. though, it has something to do with something big is happening. Oh, I agree. Because I think they sat there and they were like, there is simply nothing for us to need to tease them with, because it's happening. Yeah. Whereas I think last week, it was important to know that Loki was alive. Wait, what were you gonna do? Wait for us to, like, yeah, they would have broken the internet if we had to think for an entire week that that our beloved Loki Laufusen was dead. Yeah, no, I, and that makes sense, and it, it spawned off a lot more conversation versus what were you going to show us at this point? Yeah. Like, our heroes are going to save the day. Like, when we, I think of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I keep referencing this only because it's more recent than WandaVision, so I do remember it a little more, but I think that's the end credit scene we see John Walker, sorry, I cursed again, 
um, making his little uh, oh shield God. off Pinterest, you know, <laughs> where he Googled how to make a Captain America shield. That literally which also face took out in two punches. But it also managed, um, at first though, it like was managing to work and I didn't understand that. <laughs> I was, was like, the whole point of the what? shield that vibranium makes physics not a thing. Yeah, I was like, how is this happening? But whatever. But that was important because I know that was a talking point. Yeah. Everyone was like, yo, what is this psychopath gonna come out here and do? Yeah. Because we knew Sam had the real shield. So I definitely, like, that was critical for us to understand. But I definitely think this one is just, they're like, don't worry, guys. It's coming. This is happening. And it better, because I'm gonna be really upset if it doesn't. If, like, one week from today we're not confirming for you that the multiverse is open, just know that behind the scenes there were tears and throwing of things and potentially some, like, Intense. I don't handle emotion well, so there will be all of the above. <laughs> Probably at so, me, so... Yeah, because I don't handle emotion well, especially when I'm upset over things I've expected. But either way, I think that's what we're to expect. I want to talk about... I mean, okay, first let me just say, I felt like this episode, because it had a lot of happening, but a lot was getting answered at the same time. Yeah. And I almost feel like it was just, like, here's some bread. Chew on it. Have yeah, some fun. Like, like, it was, like... We feed you with a little. Like, yeah. So, I feel like there wasn't as much to sit here and ponder. But I will say I just want to give my everything to classic Loki. Oh, my God. I give yes, I've been waiting for this portion of the show. And he truly... He honestly is the best version of Loki. First off, he survived Infinity War. <laughs> Let's get into this. Because <laughs> he literally called Loki out by... He was like, Daggers are stupid. <laughs> Why wouldn't you use your magic? And I was like, every fan for the past two years. Honestly, how much you want to bet that was born in a Twitter thread? Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Like, so I thought that was so funny. While he was talking and saying that, I just kept looking until I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. He's taking words from our own mouths. Yeah, so I thought that was so funny. But, I mean, was he kind of cowardly in Infinity War, which allowed him to live? Yeah, but I mean... But I mean, that's Loki. At the same time... I get Thor had been, like, tarred up and stuff, but he did the same thing. Once the ship blew up, he kind of flew through space. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, and really, it didn't affect anything yeah. until he left to go find his brother. Yeah. Nothing was affected. That's well, why the TVA didn't go yeah, for because him he was he saying, to go find yeah, Thor. He was like, well, I was hiding, and I was like, yeah, but no offense, but, like, you weren't, like, the TVA. You weren't hiding like Sylvie was. You were literally on a planet. Like, if the TVA wanted to find you, they would have. Well, also, though, like, she was out here, like, attacking Minutemen, and he was out well, here that living too. alone, and, but still, like, you know not how, doing anything. But you know how they are with their variants, and that's why I'm just saying, like... But, yeah, but they're only, ver- they're not variants until they hit a certain point. That's why Sylvie was allowed to become eight or nine until she, you well, know, had her nexus moment. Going to be... His his nexus moment wasn't when he survived, it was when he decided to re-enter his life. After yeah. having supposed to be dead, or having because you know, on because the timeline continued anyway. Yeah, because it, Thor assumed he was dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, but yeah, no, I I love him. Um, he's he literally 
gave his life to be, he was a hero at the end. The most enlightened Loki. I mean, when he was out there talking about all we do is lie and stab and stab people in the back and, you know, all we do is bring destruction. I was like, oh my god, like, this is a Loki who gets it, that gets that his actions have had consequences. Well, I think our Loki's definitely on that road. Oh, for sure. I just think he, you know, this Loki has had the benefit of many, many more years. Oh, I agree. I just, he was literally the hero of the day and that's all I need to say. That projection of Asgard stunning well don't isn't no wait (laughs) don't we see in the trailer though loki still in like in asgard do we i feel like we do because there's kind of like an ongoing thing about things that weren't cgi'd this time around if you're not getting my drift i'm gonna leave it there anyway i'm not sure i'm getting yeah i'm talking to you if you're not getting my drift i'm gonna leave it there we can have a conversation about it later if you know what i'm talking about anyway though there was a whole thing about something that was cgi'd out of the first thor that people have now seen set photos, or no, I think it was in the trailer, or one of them, that people were like, yes, they didn't CGI it this time. And so, I don't know, maybe we're still going to see Asgard, maybe that was just a, a, a scene we see, I don't know. What are you talking I about? I can't, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> and so, I will leave it where it is. If you know what I'm talking about, you just know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you just don't. Um, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you gotta be on Stan Twitter. Like, you just gotta be. But yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna see that, but either way, we saw Asgard again, um, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah, Asgard is always beautiful. Even oh, in Ragnarok, sure. when it was being eaten by, what's his face? Sar- is it Sarder? Sar- Something like that. That evil monster man with fire. Even when he was destroying Asgard, I was like, oh, so pretty. And then it blew up. Yeah, yeah. But I. I just had to talk about classic Loki. That's all. That just needed to get brought up. But regardless, I'm I'm content. Yeah. I'm happy with where we're heading. I don't. Oh, there is one big thing that we did forget to talk about. Um, How cute Loki is, like with Sylvie. That oh, I was or gonna. Going I was gonna choose direction. to skip over that because I think crossed, it needs to be talked. About. It did cross my mind briefly, but <laughs> I you was do like, yours, and then we'll talk about the Loki. Well, no, you you have the most information on this. Um, the non-Stark Tower Tower. Oh yes, Jesus, the probably most exciting Easter egg. Yeah, like hello, you're just sitting. <laughs> so I know we said we talk about our theories for who's behind the TVA. Essentially, our theory is Kang the Conqueror. I think we've pretty much settled on that guy. Yeah. Um, another big ol' bat clue in the form of a Avengers building today. We talked last episode. Oh no, we didn't talk last episode. We missed last episode. The large, um... We talked about it in the blog because we did miss it verbally. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you guys need to keep up with the blog because we catch things later on. Yes. Um, but anyway, behind um, one of the Lokis last week was a broken, what appeared to be Stark and or Avengers Tower, depending on what year you're in. And um, so we were excited when we found that, you know, after recording. Which is why I think we all assumed it was New York. Yes, yes. But today they gave us a little more information in the form of letters on the side of a building. Which, let me just point out, I literally made Taylor go back. She missed it completely, and I was like, no, 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 that didn't say something correctly. Yeah, I was eating. You know, there was food. I was also eating, and guess what? I was not distracted. Whatever, I got distracted by my food. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so it said Kang, or K, I'm not 100% how, sure how to pronounce it, but it's spelled Q-E-N-G. And upon a little bit of research before our little get-together this afternoon, 
We have done some digging. It is owned by a man who is an alias of Kang the Conqueror. So that is yet another point in the direction of Mr. Kang. Now, as much as I want, I just have to say this, as much as I support this theory, I am just going to point out we sound a little bit like what we did when we were saying Mephisto us and everything with WandaVision. We were like, the fly! Okay, that, that one was a bit far-fetched. No, yeah, really, one, because it is... It, the fly is the first form that Mephisto... Like, the first time you see him, like, it has to do with the whole fly. The whole okay, well, that doesn't mean it wasn't actually him eventually. Like, well, what, if, what if in five years when he shows up, we're going to be like... The fly was Mephisto. No, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying we were we were deep in that hole. I'm just gonna say we sound a little bit like that again. <laughs> but there wasn't literal writing on the wall that pointed to Mephisto. There is literal. Are we sure writing. there wasn't? Because there maybe could have. <laughs> but there is literal writing that basically says K. Sure. I would love to see Mephisto though. There's been so much talk about it at this point. I'm like, just bring it on. Like he he no, wraps really? into so many storylines that yes. I'm like, just do it. I really feel like they'll bring him on in, like, six years, and they'll be like, hey, guys, remember that guy the whole internet was freaking out about for about eight weeks in January of 2021? And then thought again during Loki for half <laughs> Like, that little girl at the church, and they did the, like, picture, oh and everyone God. was like, Mephisto! <laughs> so, um... He's the internet's favorite fan theory. Yeah, literally. But, okay, yeah, I just... That needed to be pointed out. You can yes, now thank go you on for about not letting Loki me forget Sylvie that. Thingy. I just thought it was... I liked that they didn't drop it. Like, I thought, you know, they had the opportunity to kind of, like, walk it back this week and, like, you know, let them focus on the mission. But I liked that they had they had their moments but i also thought it was interesting like this is the first time both lokis are trying to be vulnerable with another human being so i appreciated the just genuine awkwardness that i felt watching them and on their behalves so i thought that was just adorable yeah i mean i felt awkward so instead (laughs) i mean same that's the whole point of this i get but i just was like okay this is happening i will say loki falling in love with himself is literally the most loki thing we said this last week um i will reiterate it i just think it's weird because i guess i just (laughs) i guess to be honest i'm not used to like loves like genuine love scenes in marvel because the only ones we ever had were like wanda and vision and tony and pepper yeah but not the same they were they had that like perfect like like i still think of like iron man 2 well first off the i'm not on my cycle pepper or no is it i'm on my cycle i'm on my cycle pepper anyway what it's uh it's a oh my god are you just like this awful? i've literally watched all of the iron it's, man's recently I'm, it's a deleted scene oh. it's like a well-known deleted scene where he goes i'm on yeah it is i'm on my cycle pepper when she's yelling at him <laughs> um but there's also like that one where she's yelling at him in iron man 2 and he's like he attacked me i was attacked <laughs> oh yeah when when ivan Resident yeah Ivan yeah. comes after him and so I just, I just, like, that relationship is just, I think it's a better representation of usual relationships, yes. truly. Like, I truly do. And I can tell you, like, my significant other would tell you that it's, like, an accurate representation. But, um, and I mean, like I said, we see Wanda and Vision. I don't even count Black Widow and Hulk, because I don't want to Oh, my even, God. I don't even want to talk about whatever the heck that was supposed to be. Josh Whedon, so, please stop. So, I guess my point just being, is, like, we really only have one accurate love story that we see that's been, like, that's obviously 100% confirmed, and, like, there's actually been a show built off of it. So, 
it's very weird for me to see, especially Loki of all people, because he is such like a me. <laughs> Mega <laughs> like, low like, maniac. Which I guess, like I said, makes plenty of sense with him being in love with himself. But I just think it's really interesting that trying to see it, like it's definitely kind of awkward because you're like not used to seeing this side of Loki. And it's weird because you're seeing essentially Infinity War Loki in a 2012 Loki form learning life lessons without going through it all with his brother. Yeah. Which is very, very weird. So, and like... Can you the, imagine Thor if he knew Loki fell in love with himself? I would freaking... Just, I want Thor that. Thor would be the most supportive brother no matter what. He would. He would. But he would still give him crap about it. I just think their family dynamics make me chuckle. And like the way that Loki and Thor interact... Even Hella. Oh my god. Like, the three of them, I couldn't, I couldn't ever have imagined them at, like, a dinner table. Although, wait, I wonder if there are, like, variants, or, like, other, well, there are, I shouldn't say variants. There, I wonder about the other timelines where there's, like, possibly an, a Hella, like, in their family. Ugh. Like, she actually gets raised with her brothers. Or I guess they get raised around her because she was older. Yeah, well, then she would have been first in the- Well, I wonder if that would have completely changed how Thor and Loki So I guess that would have because- had to have been a variant because- Well, yeah, because she would have been next in line for the throne. Yeah, so I wonder if there was ever a variant of that. That would have been really interesting. Oh my god. This could be an entire season of What If. Not even. I don't even want to see it animated. I want to see it in a movie. <laughs> like, I want to see it acted out by all the actors and actresses. I want to see it on a screen. Yeah. Um. I want to live through it. I want it. It's the same. <laughs> I so. Just, the Odinson slash Odinson adopted Lafison family dynamics could, to me, be its own show. And I'd be really into it. Hella Fergus. I mean, Loki's supposedly the only one that's adopted, even though Thor is the only one who looks like he's adopted. Because I feel like she never... Well, no. To be fair, Thor's the only one who looks like his parents. That's why I ask. Yeah, and you know what? Frigga never mentions Hela. And Hela never mentions Frigga. She only talks about what Odin did. I wonder if Hela's mother died. And yeah, she's also, like, a good bit older. Like, she's, like, in the images and stuff, she's fully grown. And this is way before the boys are even born. Yeah, and even though Asgardians age differently, like... She still was fully grown. And I think Frigga is probably ten years younger than Odin. Yeah. Like, in our time, which is probably thousands of years younger than Asgardian time. So... Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible that Odin is, in fact, her biological father, but... So Odin's got, like, a whole lot going on in his family, because he's got a daughter who's his with another wife. He's got his wife and his prized possession son, and then he's got his adopted blue child, (laughs) so... That he picked up from his enemy's, like, (laughs) land. that he, like, stole. (laughs) So, I, um... Who's the biggest mess in the universe? Odin! I mean, ego kind of... Oh <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I just had to. I just had MCU. to talk about that. But I'm I'm content with this episode. I'm cool with it. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I feel I've like, said my piece. You know. Yeah, it's a good setup for whatever the heck we're gonna see next week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm happy. Oh, just one last little point. It's very quick. Mobius. Just, just the return. First of off, Mobius. as soon as I saw the car, I was like, "It's Mobius. He's back." <laughs> So, yes. Also, um, when he was hugging Loki and told Sylvie he was, she was his favorite. He's such a dad. I love him. Like, I literally love him. And he's going to do uh, the lovely work of everyone and help the TVA. Well, no, not help. Help the people who have been essentially brainwashed by the TVA to come out of the brainwashing. 
so love him doing God's work. Um, quite literally, I mean, Loki is a god, so. Ooh, true. I like that. Yeah. So, I think I'm happy with this episode. I think I've said my piece. Yep. I am all good. So, well, at least the first half of the episode. Now we are rolling into, well, I'm saying, I meant the Loki episode. I was happy with, I've said my piece on the Loki episode. Yes, same. Now, of course, we're going into a lovely reaction from Black Widow. Which, of course, just like at the beginning of the Loki portion of the episode, this is not spoiler free. We have seen the movie. We will be talking about the movie in its entirety. So if you have not gotten tickets or gotten your premium access on Disney Plus. Or just have simply not seen it at all. Like, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. If you have not seen Black Widow from start to finish, do not listen right now. Take a pause, go watch the movie, and then come back. Because we're starting right now. All right, Katie. So talk to me. What did you think? I thought it was really good. I'm not going to lie. Me too. I was I was happy. I mean, okay. I was happy, and then it ended the way it ended. <laughs> yeah. And I was a little unhappy because I, I felt like you did so much, and then you were like, instead of saying, oh, what's an extra 15 to give us full closure, you just were like, here. Yeah, I think, and we talked about this like right after the movie too, I think we both felt like up until that end point, it was pretty perfect. And then, you know, we see Natasha as general stupid um, general who i swear everyone else dies in the marvel movies except him what is his name why ross thank you thank you i keep thinking william hurt which is literally this man has been a problem since hulk i know which was the second marvel movie also known as the one we all like to forget but literally like uh, why does this man even still like exist i don't understand anyway so we see black widow you know she's destroyed the red room General Ross is on his way, and they're like, boop, two weeks later. Oh, and okay, the time jump was problematic to me in itself. It was lazy writing. Yeah, but what made me even more angry was essentially that two weeks later was an end credit scene, and then it was a BS end credit scene, because we obviously know what she goes on to do, so we sat there and we were like, okay, so is is Steve going to show up? That's the only way this makes sense. Because they didn't even show us how she linked back up with him. No. She threw her phone into the water. She w- went off the grid. And they already said... There He's was, off the grid. It was determined that the reason she wasn't with him is because she... It was implied the reason she wasn't with him is because she couldn't find him. Yeah. So, like, now all of a sudden she has this jet and she can go well, find they, Steve? They, not even. She clearly already talked to him because she was like, I'm going to break them all out of prison. So, she Which helped break Steve them out. does because yeah. of the nine credit scene. Yeah. So... I was like, what? <laughs> like, at least, like, if you were going to stop it where the whole General Ross thing was, it was like, okay, whatever. Fine. If you didn't want to show how she got out of there, which I kind of just was like, you could have gotten on the plane with the widows and had them drop you off literally anywhere. Yeah, that was That was of, weird. Like, that whole, like, little subplot felt like they were trying too hard to shoehorn the rest of the MCU into this very independent Which it was movie. fine at the beginning. Like, yeah. how you had it at the beginning was fine. Yeah. But, like, um, at the end, they were trying too hard to, like, relate it to the outer M- MCU. Yeah, and I'm sorry. How the heck did he find her that well, quick? Well, she did kind of blow up an entire satellite yeah, thing. But that he, of all people, found her that quickly already? That he was there? And also, I guess my biggest question is, he's an American general, so he does not have any sovereignty in Russia unless the, is it, does the UN now give him sovereignty because know. of the accords? I don't know. Like, what is the legality they also, here? There's no guarantee that she actually would have been there, for all they know. Because Yelena 
was going to try and take down the Red Room anyway. So yeah. there was literally no guarantee that she ended up there. So I'm just going to point out he technically had no way of knowing. Because, like, at least in those cases, I could be like, we have a strong reason to suspect. But it's like, but you didn't know. So yeah, how did you have jurisdiction? Yeah. So that... Because she's also probably not an American citizen. I feel like she would have given her citizenship. Well, she's at least not... Well, she's probably citizen... She probably has dual citizenship. Right. But that would still give the American government... Yeah, but I don't know. She's at least probably a Russian citizen. So, like, if anything, Russians should have been there. Not. Yeah, I really feel like he had to have been acting on the behalf of the UN, not just the American government. Yeah. But regardless, the ending was the only thing that made me upset because I just thought, you know, especially that end credit scene, it was like, okay, so somehow she mad, she like got in touch with Steve. She's gonna go break them out of the jail. Uh, like the raft, yeah. Y- yeah, well, and I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, quite honestly, I, th- I felt like my predictions were better than what they gave us. Like, don't get me wrong, the second. Oh, Oh, for the end credits. Scenes. Yeah. Yeah, for the rest of the movie. The movie was fantastic, but I'm talking about the end credit scenes. But I will say that second end credit scene was a lot. Like, emotionally, okay. it was a lot. Like, in a good I... way, in a really good way. Like, I had no problems with the second one. Oh, no, I didn't have any problems with it. I can t- I'm can. i going to give you guys a little play-by-play. <laughs> um, you need to understand. First, this character ha- means a lot to me. She was, from the start of my me living in this MCU world, my favorite character before Bucky came along. Offici- well, okay, Bucky, but like before he was the Winter Soldier, before he took top tier, it was always Black Widow. And so she means a lot to me. And I will tell you, when I watched Endgame, I was that person straight up sobbing. Like, you probably could hear me about four rows back. I was sobbing. And I couldn't contain it. Like, I was full-blown crying so hard. And, you know, I think that was part of the reason I really put off watching the trailers and all of that. Because I didn't... excited. Yeah, I didn't want to be excited because I was like, this is it. You know, this is what we're seeing and this is gone. And at least I thought it was going to be this was, you know, we see the movie. Okay. I never expected, I never expected one to see your sister of all people there. That was... But then when the way they panned the grave was perfect. Oh my god, it was so well done. The like you don't you you kind of have an idea that's who they're talking about and then you just start to see the letters of Avenger get spelled out and then you're like you know but then they guarantee it by they move up the grave and they have the widow symbol and then they put her name and I when I tell you I was crying like I, the tears were literally streaming down my face and I was like oh my god they're freaking Valentina I mean, yeah <laughs> they could have left it there and I would have been satisfied yeah. but then. They worked even harder, and they were like, ooh, is going to be part of the Dark Avengers, in rolls in Valentina Fontaine, or Valentina, Val- yeah, Valentina Fontaine, to, and apparently they've been working together, and now Already. she's going to, by the way, she's going to go try to kill Clint, so Which she's- Which literally, when she was like the man who killed your sister, it wasn't just me. About five or six people around us in the theaters went, <gasps> yeah. yeah. There was a whole contingent of people who knew exactly what that was before they well, showed because, us the picture. Yeah, there were two gasps. It was the gasp when we realized it was Natasha's grave. Yes. And then there was the really loud gasp when she said about, do you want to see the man who killed her? And then they showed Clint. Yeah. And they didn't even need to show Clint. It was the no. man who killed her. <gasps> and then they showed Clint. But, and we were still in shock. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I want to know why the heck she's after Clint. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. And I want to know why, why the heck she's after. Why did the Dark Avengers after. want her yeah. him dead? Yeah. 
or whoever she's working for because let's be yeah. real they're not she's exactly not an altruistic herself. they're not an altruistic group well, and i think it's interesting because why clint of all people because it's not even like she's going after the avengers because john walker uh, i almost called him sebastian bucky and now our new cap sam are on good terms. Yeah, they're good. They've fought together. And I can't see John, after earning that respect from both of them, yeah. that he, he re- wanted so badly. Because he respects them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see him going in the MCU. Obviously, I'm aware of it in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> but in the MCU at this point, I can't see. They gave him a good character arc already. Mm-hmm. We've seen the monster in him, and we've seen him come back from it. Yeah. So I, I would think it'd be very difficult for me to, to imagine them trying to go after the Avengers. So I'm very curious to understand what Clint has been doing. Although... I thought he was retired. Didn't he go back to the although, farm? Although, what, what did he do for five years? He was killing people. Oh, that's true. And he I'm, probably made a lot of enemies. And as I, Roman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they sat there and with her organization that seems to be underground coming out from underneath all of this, I wouldn't be surprised if he had gone after people in whatever organization she's a part of. Yeah, that's actually a good point. He probably is now reaping the consequences of the things that he did during the snap. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it'll be interesting that essentially the initial villain of Hawkeye is now going to be Elena. And I think that's going to be really interesting. No, no, because, well, for one, I understand why she's doing, I mean, okay, I will say a lot of the villains were written very well so far in, in the MCU. A lot of them. I mean, in Especially four. in Phase, phase four. four. That's sorry. I there totally some, left out that important part. Yeah, there were some... I, I, um, all of I was, Iron Man's essentially were I, not yeah, well. I was, uh, <laughs> for those of you who heard that, like, strange little pause, I was looking at her with a very questioning face. Yeah, because I kind of forgot to say the most important part of my point. Phase four. Yeah, they've I think, been dynamic and layered, which and, is good. And I think, like, I especially think of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been... You sympathize. Yeah. You truly, you sympathize with that. Like, I mean... We hated John for what he did to the no, show. But I'm not even saying John. No, I'm I mean, saying Carly. I'm, I'm saying her John's organization because he, you know, was we were just talking about him. But we hate John for what he did to the shield and oh what God. he, how he even just, ruined the symbol. But at the same time, can you blame him for going after someone in the organization that just killed your best friend? Yeah. Well, but I'm, but not even just saying him. I sat there and you know, Carly, I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah. And so did Sam, and that was the yeah, cool part. That was yeah. what. So that's why I think the villains have been written really interestingly. And I, that's why I do believe that it's not going to just stay to be Elena because I think, yeah, you can sit there and be like, okay, well, she wants revenge for her sister, but it takes one, um, no, I don't think Elena's going to sit down and have a conversation. (laughs) That doesn't seem like her type. No. But it would essentially take one conversation for him to explain because at the end of the day, he wanted to throw himself and tried to throw himself off that cliff just as much as she did. Honestly, you know what it takes? Sitting there going... P- oh, oh, no, what is it? It's Nathaniel Pietro Barton. He is named after mm-hmm. his aunt. Mm-hmm. It takes those kids saying, we miss our Aunt Natasha. Yeah. For her to understand. Or honestly, think about it. Like, she, Yelena was so wrecked by the serum they put her under and the fact that she was mind controlled. Like, that was something that you could tell really, I mean, rightfully so. And he know he has really experience. bothered her that and i think it has made her really value the power of um agency and making your own choices so all clint really has to say to her is 
I wanted to make that sacrifice. It was her choice. She, she wanted it. Yeah. And Yelena will, I, I would think, would respect that and respect her sister and her choices. But you know what this means to me, though, is that we're going to see now Valentina and her organization more as bad guys than anything else. Yeah. In this show. This, Because yeah. Yelena is going to come through to understand this was not something that she's not on the up and up. Like she wanted to be on the up and up like Natasha. Like, well, not even that. I just don't, I, I think when she realizes Natasha chose the path she chose, I think she's not going to be very happy that she was essentially manipulated into it. Yeah. So I think that's who the real villain out of all of this is going to become is whoever they are. We're going to see a much clearer image of them. Which I kind of am interested that we're... I mean, I know the multiverse is not going to last forever, but I'm very intrigued that we're seeing another organization grow within all of this when we're expecting the multiverse. Well, not just one, but bringing in... Because Shang-Chi was one of the trailers, head of Black Widow. Sadly, no Spider-Man yet. I think they just didn't want to overshadow her, which Well, they also just released the What If trailer. So Oh, that's true. We had Wednesday, Thursday... Well, we saw the movie early, but had we not, we would be seeing it on a Friday. So So it would have been Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. But anyway, so... Another major organization that's coming into the MCU, filling More prominently, sh- yeah. Which because they were obviously in the first Vi- yeah. Iron Man, and I believe the second as well. Well, is- it kind of was. <laughs> oh, sorry, three, not two. Three. It was the Mandarin one, but it wasn't the real Mandarin. Yeah, it maybe was- there is. A- maybe Shang-Chi's dad is-, is the real Mandarin. Well, because I will say a lot of people were really angry with Iron Man two, three, three. because they were like the Mandarin's a very cool character, and you just did it. Yeah, you just. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was Trevor's so hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> but they were very angry yeah. with the fact that that was just what they did with the character. So maybe we're going to see more of a redemption for that character as we see the real Mandarin. Yeah, but anyway, we're saying all this to say there was a void of semi quasi evil organizations left after the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Hydra. One at that point, we were gearing up to fight Thanos. Yeah. So, so it, it didn't feel like a void, but now that we're kind of, we're unsure what the next major baddie is, like, it makes sense to bring in kind of that, that underground organization. And, yeah. yeah. Well, because you have to think we're essentially, like I've said before, starting over. We had Sword. Oh, and we had the Power Broker. Yeah, and we had Sword. Oh, yes! I yeah. forgot about that. So, so there you, are many organizations. Yeah, and you have to think this mimics a lot of this with Hydra, we had Shield, there was others that I can't think of in the first in first few phases, but you're seeing them, that's what a lot of those movies have to deal with, but there was that underlying Yeah. You know, the they stones. Almost connected, the stones, yeah. the stones. So it's definitely to me, I'm trying to start to understand to pick out what is the underlying tone mm-hmm. to all of these? What will these organizations all have in common? Because that leads us to whatever the big bad's going to want. Yeah. So, or has to deal with at least. Yeah. For but, sure. No, I thought that second end credit scene was great. I thought they cheated us with the first one. Mm-hmm. I was a little, I was actually pretty upset with the first one. Unless they don't even count that as an end credit scene. Because and they I, only did one? That's cheap. But That's to be cheap, fair, Marvel. they just did that on Loki. Yeah, but this is movies. They always do too. Right, but so far on the show, they always did too. I know, but it's on that. I mean, once you're it hit that certain in. point, you're twenty three in. Yeah, but maybe things are changing. And at least with this movie, I think they possibly fear doing too much by accidentally overshadowing her as well. At least the Yelena like storyline completely follows in. Yeah, and it does set up Hawkeye. Yeah, so. well, that's what I mean, and it's. You know, Hawkeye and Natasha, obviously, were very close. So I think maybe they also had the concern of overshadowing her too much by whatever the end credit scene was. 
was. Because yeah. at least we still got to sit there. We I felt like personally we honored her death finally. Yeah. We didn't get a freaking funeral for her, which I thought was terrible. Yeah, they gave Tony one. And they didn't give her one. And it literally was her sacrifice that even got them to where they were. So I was very upset over that. And I think she knew she wasn't coming back. Honestly, I truly do. And like, I don't know, they're also smart, but they couldn't figure that out. That like, that's the whole thing with the stones, like, or with that stone well, yeah, specifically. They, they had to have known because he kept asking, where's Gamora? Tony was there. Yeah. When Peter kept that, Peter Quill kept asking, where's Gamora? Where's yeah. Gamora? So, like, there had to be some sort of stone planet, and she didn't come back. So, like, there had to be some sort of knowledge. So, I that whatever. That's not even a point to get into. I felt like that gave us some more closure to the character. Mm -hmm. I felt like I could sit there and I I felt good. I mean, I didn't feel good. I was in pain. (laughs) (laughs) There was some closure to the pain. Yeah. And so that made sense to me. So I, I do almost wonder if that had to, that was almost what it was. They didn't want to introduce something too new. They didn't want to overshadow this final moment for her. I get that. I do. Um, because I mean, Tony had his epic moment in Endgame and then had his funeral. Yeah. And then had his goodbye to Morgan. But we had all of that. Yeah. We got the closure with him. Natasha, we saw and Steve. her. Even Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Natasha, we saw her freaking body and that was it. Yeah. That was it. So I can, do I sound a little bitter? <laughs> um, only a lot, but yeah. Okay. So now I, I felt like we had to talk about the ending because that was the most important. Yeah. Let's get through and the also movie. our qualms. We, those were truly our only qualms oh, with the movie. The movie itself. Perfect. Yeah. Up I until mean, that we, last we five had minutes. a few issues with the ending, but up until then, we love the movie. So if you have to take away anything about how we felt about it, let's not get it confused. We love this yeah. movie one hundred percent. With an exception of the end and some qualms with the lack of end credit scenes or lack of meat slash lack of Steve Rogers cameo. But other than that, we were very taken by it. Yeah. Incredibly so. For sure. Let's talk about the thing that surprised us the most at the very beginning that smells like teen spirit Ugh. Nirvana cover. I also cried during this. That I, <laughs> I'm not a very emotional person. I need to like tell everyone this, but I, I cried during this too. When they were doing that over the shots of Natasha being trafficked. As a young girl with yeah, Yelena. That was bad. And that rendition, I believe it was by Malia J. We're going to put together a Spotify playlist of songs that have been in the movies and also that we think are inspired by characters or scenes or just different things from the movies. So stay tuned for that. More to come later. Small little plug there. But that song really got me. I'm not going to lie. I've listened to it like four times today. It still gets me. I try not to think about the scenes that it was overlaid in the movie. It was the perfect, it was was the perfect mix of that. I think those scenes were very powerful to begin with, Mm -hmm. but then that song, it's like what they do overall, the, the, is it the YMC? No, it's for the the thing they always do with the dogs and the ASPCA. Thank you. Jesus. (laughs) We don't do acronyms well. But it was the same gist. Like, it's yeah. sad seeing a dog shivering out in the cold or injured or but a over kitty like missing that an song eye. About and then arms it's like, and the angels. Yeah, I was going to say, me. and then you're in the arms <laughs> of the angel. And then like, you're like, you all know the commercial. You're like, dang, I am. And like, <laughs> it moves you. And that was that. That was that moment. Yeah. And I wasn't, I was not expecting it that early. I mean, I it also, made sense, but I was not expecting it that I also to be don't think I wrecked. expected any of the scenes of them as a family. I expected to be in flashback. I did not. Expect it to open. Yeah. Like I yeah. did not think that we were going to immediately open an Ohio night. First of all, I had no idea that they were undercover in America. That threw me. Second of all, I did not expect it to open in Ohio 1995. I was like, 
like I understood immediately where where they were going with this but I was like really shocked and then I was not expecting I thought we would see her in the red room and I was like training that yeah but I was not expecting the trafficking portion of that I was not expecting the it. prior to the red room stuff because we had never fully I mean like we see a couple like a little bit here and there but the gist of what we saw was her getting prepared to be put in the program. Her, But she was given to them as a baby. No, I know. But that's what I mean. All oh. of that childhood for her is she was preparing to be in that program. They were mm-hmm. going to put her in there. Yeah. She was planned. And they she wasn't given. Remember? She was stolen. No, they said her parents gave her yeah, as a bargain. But not because... Because that's why her mom kept looking for her. She, well, she, she was given willingly, but then the mom regretted it. That That's what I got. Because... They oh, were, I got that. No, because they were put in a bad position, and they had no. to give her up as the bargain. Yes, she got. They got paid for it. My impression was they were poor, and Drakoff paid them for oh. Natasha, and then the mom, her her biological mother, regretted doing that to her child and ended up dying for it. Well, either way, I didn't expect to see as much. I I I thought we'd see more of her in the red room. I yeah, did. I did too. And we, I actually expected to see more of the red room, and yeah. I didn't think we saw a lot of that. We saw it a little later when they. They were getting the widows and they were like infiltrating the red room but we didn't really see a ton and that really shocked me yeah um especially considering the entire movie was about taking down the red room yeah and there were not actually that many scenes no showing what actually takes place in that room no but i thought it was pretty interesting just the gist of all of it i don't know it was pretty cool to me i thought i will say i was a little disappointed with taskmaster I will say that. Yeah, I thought it would be someone someone more notable from the comics. Yeah. Like, I thought they would introduce a new character from the comics. And I will say, like, I'm going to say if we wanted to move past that idea, I will say it shocked me. Oh, it did. I will say it was, like, kind of horrendous when I, like, understood what yeah. the heck he did. But I was a little let down on it ended up. Be, and okay, I know you guys all heard my theories or theory that I heard. I shouldn't say theory I was running with about it being Bucky, whatever. It's not even about the fact of it not being who I possibly could have thought it was. I just thought it could have been anyone else. Yeah. Because now Taskmaster dies in that movie. It's done. Yeah. Whenever we're not going to see it because she died, right? No. Oh, no, no, no. They got her off the stuff. But she's going to be, yeah. Oh, they gave her the, they gave her the puff stuff. Yeah. But, no, it was because it looked like she died at that one point, and then, like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess she's alive. But, yeah, I just, I don't know, I, now she's obviously going to be good, or at least, like, not a problem anymore, so it's kind of like, yeah, okay. And I am not super familiar with Taskmaster in the comics, so it's something that I have to do a little more research on, but I, is she the, probably not. I didn't think so. Because I'm sh- I think that whole storyline was likely written in. That's what I thought. Like, I didn't like think that... Like, her killing, or quote-unquote killing her and all that. Yeah, I, I did not in. think that she was the comic identity of Taskmaster, which is why I was is. kind of expecting a bigger name from the comics to make an appearance. Well, like, not, not somebody huge, but somebody yeah. at least recognizable from the comics. Well, I was just a little let down because I thought we'd see more of Taskmaster. We actually really didn't see that For much. someone who's in every single trailer for a large amount of time. Which, granted, I guess they're trying to, the, the real villain, per se, is supposed to be the father, but yeah. I guess I just was surprised because I didn't feel like we saw a lot of the Taskmaster. Yeah. 
Like, and I, I was a little let down too because I was hoping seeing the Taskmaster more would mean we were seeing more of some of the call to's other characters. Yeah. And I felt like we maybe only saw like four, if you count Natasha. We saw Natasha, Cap, Clint, and Black Panther. Yeah. But I felt like. I didn't really feel like I saw any others. I mean, that whole thing where he blows up the car, that's got some Winter Soldier vibes to it. Like, um. Yeah. From the Winter, like the movie. But that's not how he fights. That, so yeah. that wasn't like. Yeah. Because that would have been more interesting if you would have mimicked a. F- like in like a knife combat that distinctive knife scene and he did that or yeah. she technically did that that would have been like uh, oh okay Elena cool. did something actually similar yeah she if did you caught that yeah but yeah I don't know I was just a little disappointed that I felt like it was I felt like it was a slight disappointment in who it could have been but I was shocked either way and it made it worked sense. in the story yeah, yeah. It, yeah it it worked if you didn't want Taskmaster to ever be anything bigger yeah which I guess I mean if it makes sense in a way because they're never going to be able to make a sequel for her. So it doesn't make sense for Taskmaster to be a bigger player. Unless they, they could have made Taskmaster be someone else's problem later down the road. I, that could have been... Or like yeah. Clint, for example, because you're going to have the Hawkeye. So I don't know. I guess there were other revenues and areas. Like I, I don't know. I just Yeah, um, that was a little... But I, I will say I thought it played really well and circled back really well to the idea of the red in her ledger from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. I really liked how it came back to her second appearance in the MC. Yeah, only her second appearance. Yeah. So I really liked how it harkened all the way back there. And also I thought it was interesting that in We learned essence, about Budapest. Yes, that, but also, in essence, her entry into S.H.I.E.L.D. was a lie. Yeah. Which is so Natasha. (laughs) But it wasn't even her fault. That's what they wanted her to do, to clear herself of everything, was take down that Red Room, or supposedly take it down. I don't know why his daughter ended up so messed up and he walked out. I don't think he was there. But I thought you saw him. Yeah, in her rendition of it. Oh, okay. But either way, I just, I need to circle back. Budapest. We understand now. First yeah. off, Clint attacked her in the safe house. We see that when Yelena even's like, what kind of bullets make those? And she was like, not arrows. bullets, arrows. <laughs> and I was like, yes, we finally see that. But also just the knowledge of how that all went down a little better. We kind of have some, some availability to understand. Yeah. We see it. And she t- that's, like, how they bonded when they- she talks about how they were hiding above the train for two days mm-hmm. and they were playing tic-tac-toe. And, and it also just, I love that, because, like, now, forever and always, when you watch Avengers, like, the whole line of, like, you and I remember Budapest very differently. Well, of course, like, he views it as another mission. I wonder if he even knows about the, like, that she killed the daughter in in the explosion. That was the plan. That was part of the plan, was to use the daughter as yeah, but confirmation. Yeah, they were a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, S.H.I.E.L.D. Car- compartmentalizes. <laughs> yeah, but he was on that op with her. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm wondering, just because he seems very, I, I would just think if he knew, I don't think he would have sounded so excited about Budapest the way he talked about it, just because... Yeah, but I think he thinks of it as, like, he gained his best friend. Yeah, but if that haunts her the way that it does, I can't... he didn't pull the trigger, she did. Yeah, my point saying, though, if that haunts her the way it does, any friend would not sit there and say that. But they remember Budapest very differently. But that's my point. Maybe he didn't know the full extent to that part of her assignment. He was not with her at there. That's what I'm saying. He might not have known how far she was going to have to go. I see. That's what I'm... Because... I just don't... He seems like, oh, kind of like Budapest. And she's like, you and I remember Budapest. No, it's reversed. 
She says this is like Budapest, and he says you and I remember Budapest very differently. Oh, I thought she said no. It. He says it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, now I don't understand how how that scene reminds them of Budapest. <laughs> well, because remember she said they they had to wait two days because the cops were. Yeah, but they weren't. Didn't that happen in the middle of like when they were being invaded? Yeah. So how that have anything? Because to... they were. It was a shootout essentially. Oh. Well, I feel like the two of them likely have gone to more shootouts than Budapest. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. Um, but regardless, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in love with the family. I'm kind of upset we're not going to see more of it. I mean, who's to say, though? If Yelena comes back, but why wouldn't we see, see Natasha mom and dad? With, that's my point. We're not going to see Fair. the full family, which is disappointing to me because I like the vibes. I liked that they all oh ended God, up David on that Parber same page. Yeah, had me I, rolling. Also, Yelena is hilarious. Oh my god. Her in the freaking vest? The vest I was guy. just about to say the pocket. Oh, oh my, god. my god. And then the poser thing, and then she does it, and she literally looks like she wants she's to crawl like, out of her own so skin. so disgusted by herself. She's like, oh my god. But when she's making fun of her in the middle of this door, I and was she's like, like and, and then you get down, and you go up, like, everybody's looking at me. I, I was like, like, dead. That is such a little, like, sister thing to do, too. I, I just, that was Can't so attest, funny. you've made fun of me like that in many ways. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, I felt at home with Yelena's character. We were on a bonding streak. And she's definitely one of my new favorite comfort characters, for sure. Added she's to the fantastic. List. Can take Natasha's Florence place. Florence Pugh was just chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah, I do have to say, I was a little intrigued that she happened to be the one that the mind undid, like, the out of all people, in a ended up being Natasha's little sister that they got out in the field. Can we talk about that? That was crazy. Actually, I want to talk about that, but I want to talk about this first because it might have been explained, but I might have missed it. I don't know. How'd they get Natasha's brain thing gone? They said that she predated the okay that okay that's what okay yeah because remember yelena's a little younger like i think she's about six years younger right and so they said that they stole the chemical formula for it from shield that was they they basically made yeah, that possible with they their said it was shield but it was hydra they said it right was no i'm just saying but like natasha and yelena in essence made that possible by doing that mission in ohio that was the whole point of the mission yeah. in ohio so that's kind of crazy that it came back to bite yelena so freaking hard in the butt but i think there was like a throwaway line where they were like you know it used to just be psychological okay but then it became this. and then yelena goes but later it became like psychological altering of the brain but later it become became chemical altering of the brain. okay i do remember this but yeah i mean that that was shocking that was a lot yeah like i don't even know the whole the whole gist of it felt like a lot i mean like it made sense but it was just kind of scary to think of how under control they have these these assassins who are absolutely crazy Although, skilled. I don't know why I'm sitting here surprised. They literally had the Winter Soldier under wraps for seven years. So I'm not really well, didn't sure. They, they mentioned the they Winter did. Soldier program. Yeah, they brought it up. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm not, I don't know why I'm sitting here like shocked that they had these girls under such control because I almost wonder if that stuff would have worked on Bucky. I think not not post mind scrambling but if they had figured it out pre mind scrambling i think it would have worked instead of the electrification and the the words the trigger words well yeah but i mean like the, the sniffy stuff oh like, i wonder if honestly i wonder if the wakandans had something similar yeah and that's part of what they used as part of his treatment to get i just the, thought that was kind of because i was thinking i mean they, he probably would have needed a lot more oh yeah seven years, years worth of, of all mental yeah. jacking and then pretty much wiping his brain clean which I don't even want to understand how they did that. Um, um, those metal. I know how, things. but I mean, like, what did it do to his brain? I don't even want to think about. Is what I'm saying. Oh. 
But no, I obviously know how. But yeah, I would almost kind of wonder if that would work on him or would have worked on him prior to having his brain already. I like to out. think in my like own little mind castle that like it's like my head canon that the Wakandans had something similar, or that honestly that dust was Wakandan made. I don't know because you have to think. Oh, I guess this was pre pre Bucky's, um, and most people didn't really go about with. Wakandans. And actually, this was just as Bucky's treatment was starting. That doesn't mean it wasn't developed and stolen. No, but I'm letting you know. To give you more accurate on the timestamp, this would, would have been oh, just Oh, you're when right, they because when the... Steve comes back, he's already working on the treatment. Yeah. Because after... Okoye comes and he says, where's the war? Well, because they're on or the run the for a little while. Because you have to remember that. So after Civil War, they put him back in Cairo in Wakanda. Right. And then they, you know, Steve goes on the run. Everyone else goes on the run. They fi- they break him out of prison. Everyone's on the run for a few years. And then, Three. yeah, a few years. And then they obviously, you know, they're like, oh, poop, things are happening. And then when they go back to Wakanda, that's when you see Bucky. Right. Which is post mine putting back together at that point. Yeah. So put to put that into time frame. But yeah, so I don't know. That was that whole concept. I thought everything made sense. I liked that. I didn't feel like I was confused and feel no. like there were too many open ended questions left. I was like, okay, this makes sense. You know, everything they're doing here makes sense. I just really liked it. I thought it was an interesting added layer I was not expecting. Well, it came out of left field. Now, I, I want to understand when they had Yelena strapped to the table when they infiltrated the Red Room. Mm-hmm. What were they going to do to her? He said they were going to take out her brain and they were going to analyze it to figure out why the dust, like where the weakness was, which was code for why did the dust work to bring her out of. Okay. Because honestly, my first thought is there's kind of a, and I think I've told you about this before, there's kind of a psycho comic where at one point Natasha and Yelena switch faces. Ooh. It's kind of weird. Um, well, she kind of did that with, with Melina. The, yeah, I know. But I don't, I think it's like real, I don't know, I don't know. I, I have to look into that. I, obviously, I'm more into my Winter Soldier comics more than anything. But, you know, Black Widow appears. But that was my first thought. I was like, are they going to saw her face off? <laughs> I was like, what is no, going on? No, they were on? just going to take her brain out, so no biggie. Yeah, but I was like, uh, okay. Um, interesting. But yeah, like I said, I love the family dynamic. Honestly, there was nothing to me that I felt that I needed to sit there and be like, eh, okay. Yeah. This wasn't done well. No, it was It was all... The only thing that I kind of wish I had more of an explanation, I kind of said this to you when, while we were watching it, that her friend that was getting her all of her supplies, I kind of just wish we had a little bit of a background on who this guy was. Yeah. He kind of came kinda out of left field. Up and he's like, Natasha and I have known each other forever. And then it's like, okay, and? Like, we're like, who are you? Does she even ever say his name? I, I was... About halfway through the movie, I started to think about it, and I was like okay, wait, th- his name's not been mentioned. And then I, every time he'd pop up, I'm like, his name still hasn't been mentioned. And I then, didn't catch that, but you might be right. I feel like they never even said his name. And I was like, I get he's supposed to be some traitor dude, but then you're sitting, or not traitor, but you know what I mean. Like like and, a guy who gets people, like, I know there's a name for them and I can't think of what it is. Yeah. He's a guy who gets some stuff for spies. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I, I mean, and then even like Ross was after him. So Ross obviously knew who he was. So I just kind of was like. Or at least that he was connected to Natasha. Or thought at least that he was. So it was kind of like, okay, but we have, like, no background on this dude. Yeah. He just came He here was just kind of, like, a random character, which, like, fine, but, like, everybody else. And I, I get that you don't have time to go into every backstory, but, like, even, like, a couple throwaway lines here and there, a little deeper than what we got. That, just... Yeah. That was probably the only other thing that I sat there and I kind of was like, uh, okay. Yeah, and the <laughs> fact that doesn't Yelena use him, too? So, like, he's used by two widows. Is he used by other widows? Like, is he just, like, some... I don't know if she uses him, I think, because, remember, he just met her, I thought? Uh-huh. that Because he... She 
she made a comment about don't let her my don't let my sister's words get to you or don't let her words get oh, to you or something yeah. like that. So there I, was someone else though that he mentions that he like works for yeah, that was like in Natasha's circle. I can't remember, but yeah, I just I don't know. That was kind of weird. And I I know I said something to you during the movie too. I was like. I who is, is this like, guy? Who is this person? Who just keeps appearing, is helping Natasha with all this. Like, he obviously went to the Budapest safe house because she was getting mail sent there. Well, it was his safe house he set up for her. He says that. Yeah, but that's my point. So, But he obviously was still going back because I don't know how much he went to, like, stay there. So I just, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, You clearly have history. Are we going to get more of an explanation of this or is it just going to remain how it is? And he was just some random dude in the movie. Yeah, I also thought that was... Like, a little, like, strange. Yeah. But other than all of that, I feel like we've said the biggest stuff. There's one more thing I think we need to talk about. Okay. Where are all the widows going? Well, they're going to free the other widows. But then what? Then they're going to be forced for good. I actually could see them becoming their own entity. Like, organization. Yeah. I think that could be, be really cool. Or lending their services Like, Melina carries them. And her, and, um... Melina, Yelena, um... Oh, my God, what's the dad? Alexi. Alexi, thank you. I was you. like, I was it's, like a, it's super Russian. Yeah. And they, like... And Taskmaster helps train them. Yeah. That could make sense to me. But they're not trained in, like, obviously, uh, like, they choose to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're not, uh, trafficked and all that crazy. I mean, I think the Widow program would still, I think they'll still end it, but I think they'll keep it somewhat in place for now for the Widows who have nothing. Yeah. And they, and to at As least. As like a support organization until well, they find they their own they clearly respect Melina of all, especially. Because you see it when she walks into the red room and all, she doesn't even walk in. She's out the window and they all kind of like. But that might be because they were under it and they know that she's like a, she's like yeah, a, but the, like you, Alex, not Alexi, um, Drakov's like right hand lady. But still, I think. And if she of all people, she helped free them. That's respect. Yeah, but she also was the one who created the, well, the I mind was a thing that put conf- them under. Yeah, I was a little confused about... I mean, I guess her reason for turning coat ended up being she found out everything that she was doing had been what was done to Yelena and Natasha. But I guess I'm confused because, like, well, obviously... Yeah, like, how? I guess, like, how far in denial can you really be? Like, I guess my thing is, like, maybe until she wasn't confronted by the actual reality. Like, think about how far removed she was. Oh, she does it to pigs. Like, she never sees the actual results in the people whose lives she's destroyed. And there she was too. Well, Natasha didn't have it done the way that Yelena did. But still, Yelena some did. of that other stuff that was done to her yeah. was made yeah. by Melina. And so, like, seeing the daughter that she helped raise from the age of, what, three to six be the victim of something that she created and be so, I mean, you can obviously tell for a good reason, Yelena was incredibly upset by it yeah. and traumatized. And, like, for any mother to do that to her own child, I think would, you know. I mean, I, yeah. I would like to think she would feel empathy if that had been any woman but it was an added layer knowing that that was a child that she helped raise yeah so I definitely think like I don't know that was just kind of a weird thing because I understood then they like switched their roles and they made a whole plan and okay I got that I was I was following but I was like out of nowhere she's good (laughs) like out of nowhere she is going against the red room like I just kind of was a little thrown off by that because it just I don't know it just felt like it happened suddenly and you were just like okay quick gotta catch up (laughs) yeah apparently she's good now face switch thing and I was and you even said at one point you were like so the mom's bad yeah well because I was thinking this is a classic Marvel misdirect you catch cast Rachel Weiss in the mom role 
you know, she's and in all the she's evil. yeah, she's yeah. in all the trailers as like the mom, and you're like, oh, like this is a whole family unit, and they're like, oh, actually, like one of the members of the family is like it's really bad. actually into the red room, and then you're like, oh, misdirect. So I immediately was like, this is what's happening. Like they've misdirected yeah. us in all of the trailers, and I was like, gotta catch up, gotta reframe, blah blah yeah. blah. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, back it up. They didn't do that. That was just playing it straight, but like playing it straight by playing it all the way around. Yeah, like you you eventually end up back where you started if you turn right enough. Times. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I I just I was kind of thrown off because I was trying to follow the conversation and how that all went because you could tell she was passionate. I mean, look at what she was doing to the poor pig. Like, oh my god, I I was like I literally said to Caitlin, I was like, can she please just let the pig breathe? Yeah, like, I, I was just like I was getting anxious. Pig. I was like, let him. Pay. I like, like honestly uh, like I did not feel any higher stakes than when that pig was lying on the floor <laughs> not breathing. Like the rest of the oh, movie, wait. I was like, I know she survives. Like it's fine whatever there's, but that pig there's literally one more thing i have to talk about and it's brief but yo natasha proving that like women pain tolerance much higher than men she broke her whole nose on a table yeah she well what? first of all she was like punch me in the face punch me in the face punch me in the face break my nose and then she was like the line where she was like you weren't strong enough to do it so i'll have to essentially thanos's line you weren't strong enough to do it so i'll do it myself oh. breaks nose on the table kicks butt then takes on almost all of these widows okay that is something i do want to bring up though and i said it to you in the movie i said okay so she essentially just tased like at least like four to seven yeah i'll say because i think that i wasn't counting her shots and you see them fall and then all of a sudden all the widows are back up i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. how did these women just like recover from being tased because may i remind you she uses similar shots on the king of Wakanda, here's, and it slows him, and it keeps him, and he has, like, the whole thing running through him. Yeah, okay, here's my one thing that I think may answer the question, and this is just my theory, that because they're under the mind control, they literally, ha- like, like, they can't control the fact. They can't, yeah. like, you, they might be in so much pain, and, like, to the point where, like, your body is, like, remember how Yelena explains it, like, you don't know where you end and it begins, so, yeah. like, maybe there's, like, the actual identity of these women who are, like, I'm in so much pain, my body cannot move but the actual like mind control is like part of the brain is like doesn't matter get up move and like that's the part that controls the motor yeah. functions like that's the only thing that I that's what say. i was thinking about because i mean even when we see that widow who dies well i guess she kills herself but doesn't really kill herself because her leg the one that had that at the very beginning and her leg was all i was like oh my god i'm gonna be sick. what if she does kill herself yeah that's what i was saying but technically she doesn't because she's oh. shot to yeah but then I, but the, my only thing is he was controlling that. Yeah, but he gave them a, he gave them all a directive and he said, take her out. Yeah. So that's this, it, it was more vague, but that's the directive. Yeah. Well, I just had to bring that up because I was like, girl, you, you rock. Well, and then <laughs> like, she, not only does she break her nose, but she resets it. Oh my God. When she, I was like, I, I wasn't expecting her to break it. So like, that was just shock in itself. But then you see her going up, and you know she's going to straighten it. And I was just like, no, 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 no,
I can understand more, more. So I can go find them in the movie. Yeah, I'm, yeah. This one is not as like you could tell it was not as connected. Like it felt very removed from the larger MCU. Yeah, which I'm not complaining about. It was just a very different feel than the rest of the movies. Um, for sure, it was very unique and well, very separate. I which think I, it's again was fine. But I so I wonder if the Easter egg count is lower because they were trying to focus it more on. Well, I also her. think it's it would be interesting if it has to deal with. I mean, if we want to look at things, every origin story we had came in the first phase. Yeah. The, like, the, the important ones. Well, at least for the original six. That's what I mean. The important ones for what, starting it all out. But, you know, Tony, we see Bodhi reappear as another superhero, eventually. For Cap, we see Bucky. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, pro- like, a, like undecided. <laughs> Anti-hero? Yeah. For now. Like, uh, hero, I guess, at this point. Yeah. But- and then for Thor, obviously, we continuously see Loki. Yeah. Even now, like, literally, we're watching his show. So I guess in my thought, like, bubble, I guess it's because we're so used to, and now, obviously, Elena's going to be the one we see coming out of the Black Widow franchise, but the difference being is, ever since those movies, we've been introduced to new characters that we've continuously seen. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're meeting a whole new group that we're, that's now going to continue their story in the MCU, but it was an origin story, which we're not as used to. Yeah. In that format. Because, like, Doctor Strange, there's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, who, like, Captain Marvel. Who? You know what I mean? Like, who was that other person coming out of it? Like, because for Doctor Strange, they obviously Mordo, but he's a Wong, villain. maybe? Because yeah. Wong's in Shang-Chi. Yeah, so maybe now, but he was, and, like, yeah, he had his roles in Infinity War and Endgame, but it was brief. Well, and it I definitely guess, wasn't like Rhodey style. Like Rhodey right. literally was critical to Endgame. But my point just being, I think since then, many of our any of our origin stories have been a lot less that we see a key character coming out, and now Elaine is going to be a key character. I would argue differently. I think Wong's going to be bigger as we move now, forward. though. But but look at I, to me, I, I see. But look at Monica uh, Monica Rambeau. Yes, she's a kid in Captain Marvel, but she's a full on superhero yeah, but I don't, now. I don't count her in Captain. Captain Marvel at all, just because that's a completely different... She, if anything, she's Wanda's back. She comes out of Wanda. I guess. And WandaVision, because I don't really count that as she was a child. That ha- that also happened, like, we don't see her again until 30, 40 years later. 30. Wait, it's... Well, okay, it's wait. It's like 20 years later. I'm sorry, I've seen that movie once. <laughs> wait, 20... <laughs> to be fair, I've seen wait, that movie I guess once. I forgot about the time jump, so it is like 30 years, because it's like 1995. Okay, so look at that. Yeah, okay. so it's to be fair, years. like I said, seen that movie once, we'll eventually need to watch it again, but I have only seen it when I watched it in theaters. So I don't really super count her. I count her coming out of WandaVision, but I think it's just... WandaVision, we still had Vision. We had a character we knew. Like, to, uh, even Spider-Man, we had a character we knew. We Well, he, he came out of... Cap, really, if you think about it. Both Cap and... Yeah. Both him and Black Panther came out of Cap. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, these bigger characters... And I don't know. I just... Would you count... It was just a weird thing to kind of see... Like, what would you say who came out of Ant-Man? Wasp. I mean, eventually. But, but to be fair, they're kind of a package deal. Not at first. She wasn't a she wasn't wasp at first, right? But in I'm just saying, like it's and always Ant Man and the Wasp. Now though, the first Ant Man, but didn't even have but that. I'm saying even in the first iteration, as in like her father, it was her father and her mother. Like yeah, you're but not we didn't have Ant Man without an Ant Man already though. Did we already know that there was a wasp? I mean, anybody did he mention her? Does. <laughs> okay, but you have to assume not like to be safe. You have to assume most don't read the comics that are in the MCU. And to be fair, it's not like you sit there and read a ton of the comics. You read more of, like, the summarized versions of them. No, but you... 
I mean, that's pretty common. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if in the MCU Hank Pym, they don't... that's... I couldn't remember his name. If in the MCU they don't mention it. So, I just thought it was interesting because once we're starting to kind of see that, but it's so much later than we were used to seeing it before. Because... Yeah. We're not having as many origin stories anymore because we don't... I mean, obviously, we're going to see Shang-Chi, but, like, and the Eternal... But, like, the Eternals are a whole different thing to me. I don't mm-hmm. count them as... A, they're a whole group, so I'm like, I don't really count you guys as an origin. This it would be whole... like saying that Guardians had an origin story, which I guess they did, but, like... It didn't... It wasn't also, the same to me. They weren't... Well, that, but I, they weren't totally formed, whereas, like, the Eternals are already a cohesive unit yeah. that have been working together for thousands of years. Yeah. So, so I guess, like, for me, I just... If anything, I, I just, it's more like S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in. Yeah. So I just kind of thought that was kind of like something... Di- and that's why I maybe felt so different than a regular Avengers movie was because... Yeah, we've seen a lot... Like, I, we haven't seen exactly all this, obviously. But we've seen stuff similar to it in a mix of all the movies, but... When you really play it back, it's like, well, we haven't seen this kind of origin story before. Where we take the character out of everything we know. And yeah. we're being introduced to a whole new world outside of who that character is. And we don't have any other familiar characters with them. We have not seen that no, in quite a bit. Yeah, I think since Black Panther, really. Because that's the biggest world building we've done. But even then, we already saw him in Civil War by the time... Well, yeah, but we've already seen yeah. Natasha in like four Well, movies. yeah, but I, yeah. But I would yeah. liken it to more of a... Because if you think about it, Black Panther does not connect to the larger MCU that much. Like, a lot of what's happening is, with the exception of What's-His-Face, the guy with the gun for the arm. Um, Claw. Andy Serkis' character. Claw. Yeah, Claw. With the exception of him, there really is well, not a tie. Killmonger, please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> there really is not a tie to the larger MCU. It's really about the internal yeah. goings-on of Wakanda and really the the royal yeah, family. Yeah, like literally we have like one hint at the Winter Soldier being there and that's it. <laughs> So oh, yeah. Well actually and that and that agent whose name is escaping me. Oh he's um, in he's in Civil War. We see him in Civil War. Yeah. And I can't think of his name. Yeah. But so there are Martin, still uh, ties. Yeah, there are still ties, I just think. And there are in this movie, too. Yeah, but... But for both of those, I would say they're looser. Yeah, because you're definitely, like, you're being put into a whole different environment once again. Yeah, it's not like Cap taking on S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Like, it's not so entrenched, you know? Yeah, so, I don't know. But I I thought the movie was great, and like I said, I'm going to probably see it a couple more times in theaters, because I need that experience, and probably, I don't know, whenever it... Fully makes its way on Disney Plus, so I don't need to pay for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what their window is there. I don't either. Like a month or two, probably. Yeah, I would imagine that would be the most like logical thing because that's when it's still going to be fairly big in theaters until it pulls out. So yeah, um, I will say just getting kind of meta here. Um, really good news. They made over thirteen million on Thursday night alone. Oh. Great. So, and those are limited showings. Yeah, I mean they're not wide by any means. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty awesome. I'm excited to see what their first box office does. I hope they crush the crap out of F9. Um. Because who cares? I'm sorry if you're fast. They do everything for family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. They they have the same meaning, you know. Natasha and her family. Family, man. But like those movies, like I just can't. I just they were in space. Like Like, for what reason? Like I just don't. I just let me just fly my car into space. I just. (laughs) But can you honestly tell us that it's still good? Like yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna say it. Black Widow's gonna crush whatever weekend box office record you put out. Um, well, I also thought Fast and Furious came out last week. 
So they already, yeah, so they already had their big weekend. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. opening weekend, oh, okay, Black okay, Widow's okay. going to crush it. Um, And I would be shocked if it doesn't come out as the top movie this but week. what else was released? Like, I don't even but know. But even if, if, if F9 were to hold on, oh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. But I'm, I don't I think they that. would. I mean, the, will the Marvel fans let that happen? Um, doubtful. Well, I don't know, though, because we can see it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and but I don't I know if people could think... do that with Fast and Furious on other on another. No, streaming. it would have been Peacock because it's owned by um, well, Universal. But well, then yeah, I still think that a lot of people went to the theaters. I think so too, but you know, in some areas, the theaters aren't. They're still not open, and I'm not even talking like I mean, maybe North America, yeah, but globally, that's gonna affect them because theaters aren't open, places are shutting. But down. that would have also affected F nine. Yeah, but... So it's all I'm saying is a pretty level playing field with the exception of the Premiere Access release. Yeah, but I also think with more with the variant coming out, people... <laughs> uh, I just need to say this. <laughs> Earlier, our father tried to say something about the variant, the COVID variant. Delta. But he literally said, the variant, blah, blah, I don't even remember what he said. What saying. are we going to do about the variant? Yeah, and I straight up was like, hold on. Why are you talking about Loki? <laughs> like, I was like, what? The word variant no longer relates to COVID now. It relates to time no, travel. I literally Loki. was trying to understand what, what he was asking because I was like, he's only sh- watched like two out of five That's of the what episodes. I mean. He's seen the first one, which I think he slept through most of. And then he just saw the most recent one, which I also think he only saw half of because we were watching it while we ate. So I was like, how do you even know what's going on? Also, how do you like the idea that he latched onto the concept of the variant? variant I was like, of all things. That is, like, one of the more complicated concepts in this show, and that's the one that you, like, latched on yeah, to? Yeah, like, like, what? And then I realized he was talking about COVID, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, it's that was funny. funny. But, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm leaving it where I'm at. Yeah. It's been good. Hopefully the Spider-Man trailer will now come now that yeah, we're getting greedy, though, out. Man. Well, they spoiled us so much this week. I just feel like I keep know. it coming. Like Christmas in July. Let's go. I mean, we did miss so much time. So I feel like at this point, shove it all on us. Yeah. But otherwise, that is a wrap, everyone. Um, Next week, we will be back with just a regular episode. No double header. Sadly, wrapping up Loki. Um, Because the last episode, episode six, comes out on Wednesday. I'm in denial. Stop. (laughs) Um, We will maybe have some answers. Who knows? I don't think we will. Because if they confirm season two, they don't need to wrap anything up. I know. But yeah, so we will be back. Please, please, please subscribe to the podcast so you know when we have new episodes with more insights, more jokes, and more yelling at each other. Um, (laughs) Just about. Um, And also, don't forget to follow the blog. We will continue to create posts um, with some of the things that we've missed for both the the books and the movies. Yeah, okay. um, The shows and the movies that may or may not have made it into the podcast. Maybe we'll expand. Maybe we missed it. Maybe we just didn't have time. Um, So a little extra content for your reading pleasure on the blog. The link is in the show notes below. So please give us a subscribe there or a follow there as well. Yeah, and of course, follow us on Twitter because, guys, I love to talk to all of you. (laughs) I have a lot of fun on Twitter with all of the, especially right now, all the Loki fans. Some of their tweets, I just, I really... I don't know if you guys have seen the one with the little toy crocodile eating the arm of a chihuahua (laughs) and someone was like, this is the best scene of Loki episode 5 and I was like, but you're not wrong. Oh (laughs) my god. um, So I really loved interacting with all of you, talking to all of you, seeing what all of you
of you have to post. So make sure to follow that. That's Let's Talk MFT. And of course, this week especially, I hope you've kept up with the content because Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it. <laughs> 